Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to Let Me Talk podcast. And um, yeah, so basically, I will be doing an episode on a daily basis. Every day, I will come with at least one episode, inshallah ta'ala, if Allah Azza wa Jal wills. And I'll be just talking about many aspects of the deen and how important it is, you know, being Muslim and, you know, many other things to hopefully boost your iman and boost mine as well. So, um, inshallah, that is the goal. Um, may Allah Azza wa Jal accept it from me. And yeah, this is just the introduction. So, I should be coming with an episode later, inshallah ta'ala, if Allah Azza wa Jal wills. Um, I'm not sure what the topic will be about, but I'll think of one inshallah. And so, um, yeah, uh, like I said, this is the introduction. Welcome to the podcast, and you will hear an uh, you know episode one i'll be recording episode one today inshallah ta'ala so with that being said assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh assalamu alaikum and welcome to let me talk podcast episode two and today i'm going to be talking about like heroes like role models if that makes sense so the title is who's your role model that's what we're going to be talking about who is your role model that is the question for you guys to answer for yourself um i did ask on facebook but funny enough there was no replies um yeah so it is what it is so um even on Instagram, I posted it. So I don't know if you guys are sleeping. I don't know what's going on, people. Maybe they're ignoring my post. Who knows what's going on? But I didn't get any replies, unfortunately. So um, uh, I'm just going to be talking about it here on the podcast. And so, yeah, who's your your hero? Now, the first thing that comes to the uh, first thing that comes to mind is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But then that will be too obvious, you know, knowing that obviously I'm a Muslim. And as Muslims, we believe that Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings be upon him, was the greatest man to ever walk the face of this earth, right? So in saying that, you know, if we was to, or rather if I was to, um, you know, just think about someone who's living now, or even someone that's passed away, but you know, someone that is uh, not like a prophet or anything, anything like that. So just you know, your regular person. I would say it's a very difficult one, man. Very difficult. Malcolm X comes to mind. I know there's a lot of people out there who would say like their father, or if not their father, then their uncle. But um, I don't know. It's a difficult one, man. My uncles taught me a lot. My granddad's taught me a lot. Because when I think of heroes, I think of men. I think of men when I think of heroes. 
obviously, you know, um, other than the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, I would say the most important person in my life, and obviously the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, is a prophet. That's number one, and is no longer living, right? So if I'm talking about those who are living right now, I would obviously say my mum comes first. But I don't know, when I think of heroes, I always seem to, I just think of men. I don't know why. Like, usually you would think that someone would answer the question by saying their father, you know, their uncle, their cousin, their brother, um, their closest friend, some type of celebrity, rapper, uh, singer. Like, just in general, this is what people would, you know, say if they were to answer the questions, you know, some type of celebrity or, so, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like a sports personality or a chef, you know. And obviously, for example, you'll look at people who, you know, who are singers, they're going to be like, yeah, my hero is so-and-so. And you'll find you will find that it will be a singer or maybe a rapper. They'll be like, yeah, my hero is some, you know, so-and-so. And they'll mention a rapper. Maybe that that would be the case. But obviously, in my case, it wouldn't be any rapper, no singer, no celebrity, or anything like that. Um, um, but obviously, Malcolm X is a celebrity, right? He's famous. I would say, I would say Malcolm X. But then at the same time, we've never met. So I just feel like if there's like anybody who you've never met, like how can that actually be your hero? Maybe it's someone who you're inspired by. But I just feel like your hero should be someone that's been in your life. So even though I did say my hero would be a man, like it just, I don't know, it kind of makes sense. I, I would be honest with you, if my father was in my life, which he's not, and he's been in and out of my life, that's another subject for another day you know, fatherhood. But um, other than that, I guess I would say, I would have said my father, because like I said, it fits the description of a hero. I don't know why. But then again, my mum had to wear the cape, if that makes sense. My mum had to play the fatherhood, the father role. Do you know what I'm saying? She had to be the mother and the father, if that makes sense. For anybody who's raising a single household with, you know, just their mum, you know what I'm talking about. So, because you didn't have that, you didn't have a man to teach you how to be a man. And obviously a woman can't teach you how to be a man. But a woman has no choice but to step in and like, kind of um, play that role as well as a, as a mother, if that makes sense. So... Um, and no doubt about it, a male obviously would play the father role best. There's no doubt about it. But um, every mother, I believe, should kind of, um, you know, um, fulfill that role or try their best to, you know. And that's just how it is. For example, you get mothers who will work because the father's not there to, to help in the household and whatnot. So... I have to say my mum. My mum's my hero. I have to say that because obviously she's done she's done a lot, man. She's done so much for me. 
so much and even if my father was around you know more times like i don't know what it would be like but if you look in people's household like you look in a you know um, or rather you look at people with two parents um they usually you would find that obviously the father's like the main person or whatever but more times it's the woman that's just doing everything like she pretty much does everything like do you know what i mean like obviously we look at most relationships obviously these days it's a bit different but you know islamically for example or just for you know how it kind of should be obviously the man should provide and it would be better if the mother stays at home but that's not reality right now in like in this era you know there's a lot of women who are working no doubt about it and it's not just single mothers who are working you're actually getting mothers who are working because the father may be working but it's not enough income like you need two incomes these days so um and obviously depending on like the the father's wage you know depending on the man's wage you know obviously um that plays a part too but yeah i would say uh my mum is definitely my hero um may Allah bless her and why i found it difficult to say a woman like because i just feel like a hero is like someone with a cape and someone that's there to protect you and just that all those characteristics of a man like and um obviously that's why i couldn't say someone like malcolm x because i've never met him even though he's very inspiring and and you know someone who i could look up to no doubt about it and there's many others like for example that's why i made the example of if you're a footballer you would look up to footballers or if you're this that you you, you look up to people in your industry if that makes sense um and that's something that i used to do you know before before i embraced islam you know i would look up to footballers because obviously i play football and so you know if you ask me back then if anyone was to ask me who's your hero I'll probably end up saying some footballer or some rapper or something, you know. Um, but if you really deep it, it's got to be whoever's been there for you from the get-go, no doubt about it. And so, um, yeah, you know, I would say my mother. And I'll be very... Uh, I, I'm curious to know what everyone else is saying. That's why I'm actually surprised no one responded to the comment, man. And you know what's crazy is the other day I asked the question, should men be um should should men learn how to cook? Sorry. Should men learn how to cook? And the amount of people that were messaging, like, you know what I mean? There was a good response with that. But I don't know, I think it was the timing, maybe if I uh, asked that question a lot earlier in the day but I was quite busy but I guess I you know I should have done that but um it is what it is but like I said I'm very curious to know so anybody who's listening to this right now I want to know um what you think about that question so who's your role model is it your mum is it your father is it your uncle is it your auntie grandparents you know um 
I don't know, like, who is it? I would like to know, definitely. So let me know. But yeah, like, you know, it's it's very important to have a hero, role model. I would put them together, role model, hero type of thing. It's very important to, to have, let me just say good role models, right? It's very important because in this day and age where we can be swayed very easily, especially the youth, um, the teenagers out there, young teens and, you know, people in their late teens, even adults, right? Even adults. People are swayed and influenced by many different forces. We already have the shaitan whispering on our case, acting like he's our friend. You see what I'm saying? When really, shaitan is an enemy, you know? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. For verily, he is an enemy to you. You see, he's an open, clear enemy to you. And subhanAllah, it's like, we like to talk about how we got enemies. Like, you hear people saying, I've got ops, this, that, and the other. All these young ones, like, yeah, run up on my ops, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. But that same shaitan is whispering and trying to stir things up and trying to get you agitated, paranoid, angry at others, no matter what they've done, you know? At the end of the day, people are influenced by shaitan. And without you knowing, that shaitan has become like a friend to you. Because you're literally um, living your life by everything that the shaitan whispers to you. And no doubt, the shaitan wants you to uh, have nothing but destruction in your life. And so, when you look at some people how they live their life, you could just see that the shaitan has had a big effect on them. Without them knowing, you know, um, these situations occur, you know, certain situations because of the shaitan. You see what I'm saying? So it's just very important to, you know, know yourself and not only yourself, um, obviously the tricks of the shaitan, and we're all going to fall into a situation that's not good for us, you know. Um, but we learn from our mistakes or we're supposed to learn from our mistakes. And like I said, you see a lot of the youth going down, you know, the wrong path. And um, I mean, like, when you have a hero or a role model who inspires you to do good things... No doubt that's gonna help you in the wrong uh, that's gonna help you in the long run. It's gonna help you in your life. It's gonna make you make the right decisions. But most importantly, obviously, what comes first is the Quran and Sunnah, you know, for us Muslims. But in general, um there's people out there who are not spiritual and there's people out there who don't have that connection that we do as as Muslims. We have to be grateful that we have that connection with Allah Ta'ala. And the fact that we have the kitab and sunnah and um you know it's just important to have that connection because like i said like even with me if i didn't have that connection with allah as a and meaning and when i say connection i'm not just talking about like prayer because that's something that i had from the get-go you know even before i was muslim 
and obviously more important when I was Muslim I had prayer at the beginning obviously but I didn't have discipline and I didn't have that consciousness that I should have had obviously I didn't qadr of Allah but um like now obviously I still struggle everyone struggles like whenever we do something that's wrong and something that's whenever we make mistakes or some type of sin that we do it's simply because um we lose that that um consciousness of fear in Allah that you know that fear factor at that specific time of committing the sin or doing that you know that wrong doing that you shouldn't be doing is number one obviously the plot of the shaitan but we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners and the most important thing is that we turn back to Allah and this is something that the shaitan hates you know you may commit a sin and that's something that shaitan loves but then when you turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask for forgiveness the shaitan hates that rather the shaitan loves the person who commits a sin and never repents from it and then sins again and then sins again because you have to understand is that people that sin usually go back to that sin unless they really fear Allah and they really want to change and this is the problem that I think many of us have where we fear Allah we say we fear Allah but we don't fear Allah as much as we should do in order to stop some of the sins that we're still doing if that makes sense so um yeah man like i just feel like obviously that connection with allah as a wajal is very important but also having some type of guidance when we know obviously the best of guidance or, or rather the, the guidance um that uh you know the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he is his one who um subhanallah is someone that we should follow right so obviously we ask for hidayah we ask for guidance from Allah only like we worship Allah we ask from Allah only but we follow the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but also you know at the end of the day we look up to like certain individuals and people you know in life that's that's what we do you know that's what we do some people they might for, for example if you see people on Instagram or Twitter or you know or Snapchat they might add people who they find funny or entertaining or they might follow or add people who they can who they inspire to be like or that they can take knowledge from some of these people you see what I'm saying like you get for example when we go school or college or university university even even work subhanallah there's people who we listen to we take knowledge from them you know see what I'm saying we take knowledge from them but obviously this is all to do with work and college and you know things that we have to obviously learn but what's more important than that is deen and obviously um for example if you have parents out there who 
they teach you the deen, they teach you Islam, that's a blessing from Allah Azawajal. And you got some people who, subhanAllah, they're practicing Muslims, but their parents ain't. Yeah, or they're not Muslim at all. So it's like they're not they're not giving them any advice. Literally like the the brother who's practicing or the girl who's practicing is doing everything themselves, like they're reading books, they're going to lectures, they're doing this and doing that Islamically, Fisi Bilillah for Allah Azza sake. And they're not waiting to be told by their parents, Oh, you need to go to Madrasa or you need to go lectures, you need to read the Quran, you need to pray, have you prayed, have you done this? La, like you have people out there who literally like I'm blessed, alhamdulillah, like my mum reverted to Islam four years ago and I'm literally inspired by my mum. Like even so the fact that I said how ironic as well, the fact that I said like my mum's my hero, like I've just kind of thought that like I've made that decision decision based on how she raised me growing up, like by herself, you know, single mother. And the fact is, that was when she weren't even Muslim. You see how important mothers are. So for anybody who's listening to this, who may be a revert Muslim, who have, their parents are not Muslim, you still have a duty and a responsibility to be there for your parents because they've done everything for you. They've done everything for you. And even if you did even if they didn't do much for you, or I wouldn't say done haven't done anything for you, because I don't think that's the case unless the person, the parents uh put their kids up for adoption. Still you can then say for nine months I was in her tummy. So she has done something. So no matter what, a mother has always done something for you, even if she gave you up and put you in adoption, uh, for up for adoption. Those nine months, she still carried you. You see, so it's very important to understand this, man. And that's why I say, you know, when you think about parents and, you know, um, uncles and aunties and, just people in your family who have been there for you from the beginning like it's very important for us to be grateful and look back at the things that they've done for us otherwise we're just being ungrateful and so you know like I said it's just so amazing to like look back or it feels so amazing to look back at exactly you know what people have done for us in our lives I feel as if sometimes we become ungrateful and we don't we're not grateful enough man I just feel like in general that's what we lack as human beings and we just need to learn how to be more thankful to Allah Azawajal, most importantly. But you know, thanking the people is like thanking Allah. So you also have to thank those who have made it possible for you to be here by the will of Allah, obviously, and that's your parents. 
So, for example, my father, he's never been around like what you would expect a father to 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 be around. You would expect your father or your mother even to be there for you. That's what you would expect. But nevertheless, my father hasn't hardly been around in my life. But what I can say is I still have that love for him. I find it difficult to say I love him. Um, but I do have that love for him. And I'm not angry at him. I, I, why should I? At the end of the day, um, Qadr of Allah, he is my father. And, you know, if I was to see him now, I would still embrace him with a hug and, and say hello and, you know, and talk and spend time with him. But the reality is that's never really been the case in my life. And I know there's a lot of people out there who can relate. And so um, that's why I say, you know, especially with boys, they need their father. But now I've looked into it a lot. I remember just thinking and pondering about like the relationships between fathers and sons and fathers and daughters. And I actually believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe that a daughter needs her father more than a son needs her father uh, more than a son needs his father okay so a daughter needs her father wait a daughter needs uh the father around more than the son needs his father around um they both need their father around no doubt about it but i just feel like see with girls that don't have their father in their life a lot of them just um and i can't speak for everyone but a lot of them just go a bit they go wild i think a lot of them go wild understand i feel like and even if they don't i feel like they make a mistake in choosing the right men in their life if you have a father who's who's in your life but not only is he in your life he's raised you well not only has he raised you well but he's good to his he's good to your mother I think that's a bonus because obviously you get some people who have their father around but their father is no longer with the mother so then they don't see their relationship they don't see how they are now for example say the father's um, split up with the mum but the father's got a girlfriend or, or okay so I'm saying it as if the person's not Muslim so just say he's got a girlfriend or He's Muslim and he has a new wife, right? Now, let's just say he has a wife, okay? Because I know there's a lot of Muslims who may listen to this and they're just not used to the father having a girlfriend. Whereas, obviously, there's a lot of um, revert Muslims and non-Muslims who their father has a girlfriend, okay? So, anyways, let me just say, so they imagine their father has a wife, a new wife, right? But he just beats her to the pulp. Like, he just beats her up. Domestic violence, everything. He treats her so badly. I mean, like, he... So, the, the daughter goes to the dad's house sometimes and she sees this. Now, when she gets in a relationship like that or she's with a husband like that, she's going to think that it's okay. She's more likely to think it's okay. I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying you're more likely to accept it. Anything that you've seen in life, you're more likely to accept 
because you're just it's not it's not brand new to you it's not some something that's shocking like oh my god i can't believe what i've just seen like it's something you're used to and that's why you get some people who are conditioned in the hood like people that are from the hood they see things and it's just the norm or they hear things and it's the norm where someone might come from a next area where there's no problems then they go into an area um where i'm not going to mention names but certain areas and they're just like wow like does this happen all the time? Is there always violence? Like, do you always see this? And you're like, yeah, I always see this. This is normal. Where they're shocked because they don't see nothing like that. They haven't been raised to see anything like that. They live in the outskirts of London in, you know, some next rural place where they don't see anything like that. And so they're not used to it. And it's just like, like I said, you come from a broken home, more times you're going to, in the future, you're going to have a broken relationship. You're going to have a broken relationship and that's because either the things that you've seen has affected your life or um, they have, or, sorry, someone else has been affected in their life and it's just like you have this thing where you become like a magnet to the person uh, you attract. So if you think about it, when people, this is why when you read, uh, subhanAllah, I've done, I don't know if it's the Quran or in hadiths, I'm not too sure. But what's mentioned is that um, good men are for good women and um, bad women are for bad men. Or bad women are for bad men, right? So, in that being said, you know, if you're a person who's, you're just all over the place, like, you're just not, you're, you're not a good person. Or, let's say you are a good person, but you're just not, you're, you're in terms of your, um, I don't know, it could be your manners or just your, your past, you still have that with you, you still have, that kind of you know you can't you can't handle being with someone who's good because there's people like that it's like nah that person's just too too good for me i don't know if anyone's heard this saying like some people they just can't they can't stand stand having like relationships or being in a marriage with with people who where there's just no drama like he's too good or she's too good. Usually it's the woman that says that. The broken woman should turn around and say, nah, he's too, nah, I want a, I want a bad boy. Like, I want a rude boy. I want a, do you understand? So, and this is a problem and it's crept into the Omar as well. Because I'm, obviously, me mentioning all these things is just what I've heard in Jahiliya, what I've heard from non-Muslims. You see what I'm saying? So, in saying that, I just feel like it's crept into the Omar as well. And there's many there's probably many sisters who they don't want a you know a good brother you know if if for example you know uh just say a sister had a chance to she's just a hijabi right she wears a hijab incorrectly she's very loud but she wants to meet someone so now she meets a brother or she could marry a possibly marry a brother but he's practicing he's 
he's uh subhanallah he's just come back from medina he's seeking knowledge she's not going to be interested because she can't relate she hasn't picked up her quran in three years how is she going to relate to this brother who's gone to medina and the only time she goes to the middle east is to subhanallah i don't even know she don't even go to the middle east she goes to some next country she goes to uh ibifa for example she goes clubbing takes off her hijab she goes clubbing comes back wears a hijab how is she going to be serious with this brother who's who's seeking knowledge how is how is it even how can she even relate so in that being said she's not going to be silly and be like unless she wants to practice and she wants to try and learn and change then she might just be like yeah you know what this person's for me this person's going to hold me down this person's going to teach me quran this person's going to help me in this dunya and you know you know he will help me get to jannah with him but then how can that happen if she can't relate to him how is it you know what I mean? Unless she wants to try and change. But if she wants to remain the same, she's going to be like, nah, he's he can't relate to me or I can't relate to him. Nah, I need someone who does the same. And this is why some of those messed up relationships or marriages, they end up um, self-destructing. They end up just, you know, the relationship just, it, it just messes up completely because... They're the same for one in a sense that they haven't found Allah in that sense. They haven't had that um, consciousness of, you know, what I'm doing is wrong and I need to give it up and I need to stop right now. I'm married. I need to change. If you have two people who are still jahil and they've got married, it's like, why have you even got married? So as first and foremost, I just feel like if you're looking to get married, First thing you need to do is be on your dean. First thing you need to do is be on your dean. And, you know, I just feel like, subhanAllah, you usually find like a guy who's not practicing. He's Muslim, but he's not practicing. And then he goes and marries a non-Muslim girl, a Christian girl, or just a girl with no religion. But, he marries her, right? And then it's like... You will find that that is probably more likely to work than two Muslims who are practicing... Sorry, two Muslims who are not practicing. That's prob probably more likely to work than two Muslims who are not practicing. Because you've got to understand, it's like... It can have a, an effect, a big effect on the relationship. They'll have arguments, they'll have, you know, it will just, you know, it will be a big problem. I'm not saying every relationship. I'm saying a lot of relationships, marriages are like that with two Muslims who are not practicing. And usually, and when I say practicing, when I say not practicing, I don't mean like they don't pray at all. Like they never pray. I'm I'm not saying they abandon prayer completely, but I mean like the 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 husband doesn't mind her talking to other guys, for example. She doesn't mind him talking to other girls. Like it's just it's you they're living like 
disbelievers and it's fine with them subhanallah so i just feel like i don't know how i've started to talk about marriage don't know where i've gone because obviously i'm meant to be talking about role models but yeah basically the reason why i even got down to that you know talking about marriage and that is just based on parents and you know that type of like role model who you look up to for example let me give you a good example right in my family not many people are married like i know in a lot of muslim families a lot of uh i'm not gonna say like just asians because it's just pretty much any muslim um you know pretty much all muslims right so they're like married it's just the norm to get married and it used to be the norm to get married with christians right but we see there's a lot of people going through divorce even with muslims now a lot of people going through divorce people not wanting to get married people trying to get married but they can't find marriage like all sorts of things are going on you see what i'm saying but in general like if you look at for example like like i said my family it's like i felt like i was it's a weird one like i didn't feel no i don't know if i felt pressure or did i feel no pressure it's one of the two but it was just a sense i remember just thinking to myself i felt like there was no pressure in a sense that you know if i was to get divorced which you know may allah protect me from that but if that was the case i wouldn't have family members saying oh no try and sort it out you know duh, duh, duh. i don't even think that because it's just the norm to break up and get divorced in my family like it's just normal a lot of people have gone through it and it's just um i can't say this is a jamaican thing or a black thing because there are many people who are in families where they're married do you see what i'm saying where majority of the family members they're all married and whatnot but i just just in general you know for like muslims whether they're jahil they're practicing or not they always seem to get married alhamdulillah and um it's just if they're not married because they've never been married before but it's never really a case of oh they got married and got divorced or you know they were engaged but it just didn't work or they were like boyfriend girlfriend for like 20 years that don't happen with like my family for example there's people who have been married got divorced there's people who have never been married and have just been in a lot of bad relationships and you know that's just what it is you know that's just how it is so um it's just a blessing to be married and i feel like i never had that that's that's why i say it's very important to have that kind of like your when you see your parents are married then it's just like yeah it makes sense that i get married like i wouldn't want to be in some kind of broken relationship because i've never seen it for example there's people who think like that when the opposite is true you know there's obviously people who think to themselves like well my parents didn't get married they didn't get married why am i getting married or my parents they got married and they split up so i can do that i'm married but i'm not feeling it let me just break up with my my other half everyone else has done it do you see what I'm saying? But it's like, and they just feel more comfortable in doing it. I'm not saying that's what people just do. Like they see their parents get divorced and they're like, I'm going to do that too. 
No, it's just a case of, okay, well, my situation is not good. You know, I'm sure everyone will understand. No one can't say nothing because they're divorced. Whereas the, I just feel like there's pressure for like Muslim families. When it comes to Muslim families, it's just like, like, and when I say Muslim families, I'm talking about like your whole family are Muslim, right? Majority of people are married. So it's like, and they haven't been divorced. Just let's, let's say the majority, right? And it's like, they've been happily married for like 20, 30, 40 years. And it's just like, mashallah. Like, how am I going to get out of this one? The moment that I say I'm getting divorced, everyone's going to be onto me. Whereas, like I said, my family, no one would even really care. In fact, people will probably blame me. They'll be like, you're a man. We expected you to divorce. Do you see what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's just what it is. That's what it's like. So, um, and actually, and it's been mentioned many times, the men in my family are actually good men. They're not like men that just sleep around with enough different women and they're not Muslim. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's people in my family who are not Muslim, obviously. But, you know, we are known to have good men in our family. So, you know, at the end of the day, I've got a bonus. So if, if you know, if there's a bonus... You know, obviously, if there's good men in my family, alhamdulillah, and they're not Muslim, then imagine me as a Muslim having that kind of, that direction, and the fact that, you know, Allah, as a wajal, um, protects, I believe, obviously, Allah, as a wajal, protects marriages, you know, Muslim marriages. And, because you've got to think about it, the shaitan plots and plans what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. And sometimes all we have to do is make dua to fix it. You know, if you make that dua and you just say, look, please, Allah, protect my marriage. You know, you, you can't, how can you worry about anything? Whether it be evil eye, you know, um, just just the shaitan in general trying to, you know, mess, mess something up for you. Like, whatever the case may be, just know that you have Allah. You have tawakkul in Allah Azza wa You trust Allah Azza wa You have yakin. You have faith. Like you're certain about your deen. You have faith, iman. Subhanallah. Like how beautiful is it to be a Muslim? And yeah. So it is what it is, you know. But like I said, again, having that role model, that hero in your life is important. So I just want to know everyone out there, whoever's listening, to this podcast you could dm me if you don't want to comment some people maybe they feel shy to comment maybe they just don't want to comment okay um dm me if anything i just want to see people's responses i might even have to make a quick visual video um and that being said it will just be like i think people respond to that a bit easier but we'll see how it goes um alhamdulillah it's now, I've been speaking for like 40 minutes. So I'm going to give it another 15 minutes probably. And yeah, call it a day or call it a night. Because I'm recording at, the time is 9.57. So um, yeah, inshallah. Um, so yeah, so we obviously I've spoke about, um, you know, who is your hero. Spoke about marriages 
you know, um, the kind of like role model that you have in your life. Now, what I want to touch on is the same kind of thing like role models, right? But just for those who have, they haven't got um, that hero in their, their life. They haven't found that hero. And like everyone just seems to be like someone who you just can't take serious. There's people like that. So, for example, you get a lot of people, um, and I don't know if Muslims can relate to this. I don't know how many Muslims can relate to this. It's probably non-Muslims who would relate to this more. But, you know, hopefully there's some Muslims who will listen to this and feel grateful of what they have and the fact that they haven't got um, what I'm about to mention to you now. And that is just like uncles who are in jail. Now, alhamdulillah, I don't have no uncles in jail. You know, alhamdulillah, my uncle's legit. He's got a good job, you know, family, etc. Okay, and... Um, but there's some people out there who have uncles who are in jail. There's some... Actually, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> I just literally... Thought, when I think about Muslims, born Muslims, I always, for some reason, I just think about Asian Muslims. So that's why sometimes I'm like, oh, you guys might not be able to relate to this because I can't imagine your uncles being in jail and stuff like that. But... And I don't know how it is now, but I know the older uncles, mashallah, tabarakallah, they're work, you know, they're, they're workers, legit, and they build mosques they've done a lot since they come to the uk right and that's asian uncles so big up the asian uncles right and um but i totally forget about like and, and i shouldn't there's no way that i should forget about like african uncles for example like mashallah tabarakallah and and just all different uncles who were like muslims like older uncles and the elderly uncles and just just uncles in general right um and um so yeah like everyone's different i shouldn't put everyone in the same kind of category like everyone is different and so another thing is that i totally forgot about black americans because there are many black americans who were born muslim loads that were born muslim from time i'm talking about second generation third generation fourth generation muslims right first generation muslims and here in the uk it's not like that i would say it's what first and second generation more times um and not third and fourth like like america but with americans it's very difficult there and you know how difficult it is in america and the hardships that they go through that black americans go through and so I totally forgot about the black Americans who are Muslim and they have family members who are in jail and they have broken homes. And, and that's not everyone, but just, you know, there is quite a lot of Muslims who have gone through stuff, who live in Philly, New Jersey, New York, um, you know, other places, you know, in, in America where they've gone through hardship and they've struggled and they've been in and out you know they've got family members who are in and out of prison drug users um, drug dealers and you know um, pimps prostitutes and subhanallah some of them are muslim you know but this is this the way it is like it's not easy everywhere and i know as much as we like to act like uk is hood or some parts of the uk is you know poverty driven um, stricken and you know, there's a lot of madness going on. Yes, there's a lot of gangs, etc., a lot of killing and whatnot. But 
let's not get it twisted. Our struggle is not like those of, you know, our brothers in America. SubhanAllah, a lot of those brothers, you know, they've seen a lot of stuff where they've seen family members being shot and people drugged up and, like I said, prostitutes and pimps and, you know, their houses are bando and, you know, um, and for those who don't know what a bando is, you know, like a crack house. And so, um, you know, just in general, like, you know, people go through a madness and they need some good heroes. They need a role model. They need someone with a cape. They need someone, you know how we used to look at Superman and Batman and all these heroes? We need some real life heroes in the hood or just wherever in general, we need some real life heroes. And so, um, yeah, when you when you have that real life hero, and I'm sure that many people can say, yeah, you know what, my mum's a hero, but it's like, you know, do you really believe that? Like, in a sense that some people, like I said, some people have bad relationships with their mother. And it's just, I'm being real, this is how it is with some people. Some people have bad relationships with their father. Some people disrespect their parents, their father and their mother. So you can't now turn around and say that's your hero if you're disrespecting them. You wouldn't, you wouldn't disrespect a hero. So in that being said, like, who is your hero? And be honest, like, you don't have to say, you don't have to DM me or anything like that. If you if you got some messed up heroes in your head, in the sense that, you know, everyone does some type of good, right? And even including rappers, they'll give money to poor people and whatnot. Maybe they're, you know, away from the rap. Maybe they're good people, good human beings, right? And, and they try their best to, you know, speak to people and get along with people and it's not everything that they say in their lyrics is true but the fact is some of these people um we have muslims who look up to some of these people these rappers and these footballers and these you know i wouldn't say i won't go as far as saying you know these actually you know what, i would because there's some dodgy footballers out there so depending on what kind of footballer but, you know, when you take some of these people for role models, it's like, wow. Like, and I have to, I don't like mentioning people, but I'm going to have to do this. You know, someone like Ryan Giggs, for example, who was known to sleep. He's a footballer, for those who maybe brothers in America might hear this and they don't know who he is. So football, like in terms of, so obviously over there you would call it soccer, right? So he's a soccer player. And for those in the UK, he's a football player, right? Ryan Giggs, he slept with his brother's wife. Yeah, he slept with his brother's wife on loads of times. I think he'd done it for years. And then he got caught, right? And this man is a millionaire, yeah? This man has a lot of money, you know? Um, and so imagine that he, he's got a lot of money, he's the wealth, the status, all that. And he does something like that. This is what I'm saying. This People like that you cannot look up to. Regardless if you want to be a footballer, regardless if you play football and you need someone to look up to, you can't look up to someone like that. No way. And so a lot of these footballers do these kind of, you know, this madness. And that's not everyone, not to say everyone, but there are a lot of footballers like that. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, alhamdulillah, there's some Muslims who play football and I don't know what their life's like. For example, there was one particular Muslim, I'm not going to mention his name, but he got accused of cheating 
in his marriage, cheating with it. So basically, he got accused of committing adultery. <laughs> Obviously, we live in the UK, so nothing's going to happen to him, right? But he's not even going to go to jail for it. <laughs> when you think about it, how mad is that? Like the punishment that you would get in a, in a Muslim land for fornicating or adultery. Obviously, adultery and fornication is different, right? But adultery, wow. And nothing happens here in the UK. Nothing at all, not even a jail sentence. Um, unless you rape the person. But if it's just a normal relationship or a type of affair, one night stand that you had with the person, nothing happens to you. And it's just that your wife cries and that you may cry because you want your wife back. Or the man don't even cry, he's just, you know, it's like whatever, on to the next. And he just don't care about his marriage. And there's people like that. And this is what I'm trying to say. It's just like, alhamdulillah, we have Islam. And although we're living in in UK, and some of us, some people are living in Canada, America, and we're not living in Muslim countries, right? We still got to have the consciousness of Allah, azawajal. regardless if there's no punishment, regardless if there's no, uh, I don't go jail, or I don't get stoned, I don't get this, I don't get that. Regardless if you don't get any of that, you should fear Allah Azzawajal and know that there's a next life where you can be punished. And also you can be punished in this, this life by Allah Azzawajal. Um, many, there's many things. You could catch, you know, um, what do you call it? Some type of STD or something. And this happens to people that cheat. Not And, and also probably people in relationships, but that's like fornication type of relationship. So... It, you know, just in general, there's always something that happens to a person that commits some type of evil. And I know for a lot of people that these things are normal and it's not evil. Because that's how society has made it to be, you know, this is now a secular country like many other countries. You, you can't call this a Christian country because there's no type of laws like that. They don't follow the, the Ten Commandments, right? They don't, you know, you can pretty much just do what you like as long as you don't offend people. But even then they say freedom of speech and you can't offend people, but people are still offending people. <laughs> and people are, you know, talking bad about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and other things. So I just want to top this off by saying that the main thing that I want to say is that the most important role model in our lives should be the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No doubt about it, right? And yes, we can say, yeah, he's our hero, right? But I wanted to kind of, uh, I wanted to kind of, um, I don't want to say exclude because we're talking about the Prophet here, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but I, I kind of wanted to just focus on everyone apart from like prophets and messengers and, you know, um, yeah, a person could say their, their hero is, I don't know, um, Ibn Qayyum, Jawziyah, Rahimullah. But the fact is, we haven't never met him and we just, maybe you know um we love the brother for we love uh ibn qayyim jawziya for the sake of allah azawajal and we know that he's one of the greatest scholars of all time but the point is you haven't met him and you have family members who have raised you and looked after you and this that and the other so it will be great to hear from some from some people either saying you know their father their mother their auntie, their uncle, their grandparents. Because you never know, some people, they didn't live with their parents and thus they lived with their grandparents. Or maybe some people, they didn't live with 
any of their family members and they were adopted maybe you want to say your adopted parents you know so everyone's going to have something different to say but i'll be looking forward to hearing what people have to say and it's just a shame that no one responded to the question that i had earlier um and that obviously that question was who is your hero or who's your hero and um i'll probably ask that question again once more uh, one more time on facebook i did ask on instagram but um i didn't check to see what the comments were saying so i think i'm going to check after and see how that goes as well but yeah um it was it was great talking about this subject i felt like you know i um tried my best to stay on topic and i think i did um did that better than i did in the last episode i was pretty much everywhere just talking about everything and that will happen sometimes um like i said it's just me here on my own um you know it is what it is and for anybody who hears this podcast if you want to join the podcast it can't be it's not this one this one um is just for me (laughs) only it's just gonna be me you know recording episodes on a daily basis but if there's anybody who wants to uh sorry did i say podcast not podcast if there's anybody who wants to have a chat and go live i'm looking to go live on instagram so please dm me and let me know if you're interested um or leave a comment in one of my latest videos whatever the case may be however you can reach out to me try and reach out to me and um yeah i'm looking to go live with like a few people i was even thinking about telling my friend as well um spoke to him on whatsapp earlier so i want to try and maybe speak to him and and um yeah get him involved like i want to go live as well on instagram like i just feel like that would help so much like i feel like i have the confidence to now speak to you know a lot of people which i don't think i really had that confidence before like i said i'm an introvert and i mean just going live for a whole hour is difficult enough so if i can um do the same kind of thing on instagram and maybe we don't even have to talk for like an hour could be less it could be more but i just think it it will be a lot easier no doubt about it because you're not speaking by yourself and like i said it's a challenge you try and do it yourself try and speak for an hour and you feel like you're speaking to no one as well but hopefully people will listen to this on my last episode i only got one play unfortunately um but hopefully the more people can listen to it the better because otherwise there's no point it's just me talking to myself but yeah it's just always good to see the hear feedback or see that you know someone's played one of the podcast episodes so with that being said i'm gonna go now um this is let me talk podcast and this was episode number two so episode number three tomorrow inshallah to Allah. until then Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace.